0: What's up, everybody? I'm Nolan. Stacy Glover.
1: Melanie Daniels.
0: And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. Melanie, how you doing?
1: I'm <laughs> very good.
0: Good. You can ask. I thought about asking him, but I was like mm, no. You weren't gonna ask me how I'm doing today. How are you like doing, it. Nolan? I'm doing all right. You seem grouchy. I mean, I'm a little mad at perturbed at you, but that's nothing unusual. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> Pre-show shit.
2: Pre-show shit. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, I actually don't think you did anything warranting rage on his part. Thank you. You do just rip him all the time, though.
0: Just getting some, you know, stuff off my chest is all, you know? Stacey, how you doing? I'm fine. Good. Have you introduced the show yet? Yeah, I said we're Cinema Parlor. Okay. If you would listen, you'd know that. That's all I'm saying.
2: Active listening.
0: Okay. All right, well, guys, uh, it's good to be here today. Uh, it's good to be back. We've had a little bit of uh, absence, but uh, that's mostly my fault because I've had a sinus infection that has lasted uh, a few weeks. It's like been over a month. It's been a month. You're like
2: yeah. an old sick person who needs to be moved to Arizona during the winter. Need the dryness, not the humidness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Need a
1: nice dry heat. Yeah,
2: dry heat. Uh, and why would you say mostly? It is
0: all been your fault okay well no
1: i got sick i was sick there for a little bit
0: that's true too but in melanie's defense i was sick the whole time so it wouldn't have mattered (laughs) just
1: trying to help them it's not entirely his fault
0: but we're back now uh i think we have a fun show lined up for you guys today as we'll be talking about some 1976 king kong uh before Should we talk about what we're drinking today?
1: Yeah, and actually, I think we should take a moment to each of us. We'll go in sequence. So, Stacey, I think you have the first cup if you want to read the back. And then I think it's Nolan's and then mine's the last one. If you want to describe your cup and then read the passage.
2: All right. So, Coca-Cola put out these limited edition cups for the marketing of this film. And we're going to get into it a little bit later about
1: the insane marketing marketing for this
2: movie. But... So they put the promo art on the front of the cup. Looks awesome. Mine is King Kong fighting the giant snake. King Kong, the mighty King Kong, battles a giant serpent in a death struggle to retain his reign as king of Skull Island. Enjoy Coca-Cola.
0: My glass is King Kong busting through a a gate Mm -hmm. and, uh, just uh, in a moment of rage and
1: violence. He's got, in that one. That's
0: right. And, uh... Yeah, he's really upset. Uh, The back of my cup says a crazed King Kong destroys the Skull Island wall in his search for the blonde sacrifice in the island invaders. Um, Not only enjoy Coca-Cola, but a 1976 Dino De Laurentiis Corporation. Thank you for this great corporate sponsoring, Dino.
1: And mine is him wrecking. This art is really cool. Each one of them, but... Yours, they're kind of a lot of, well, you have some blues, but there's like a lot of yellow and blue in this one. It's really neat. But he's wrecking the, it's Kong wrecking the subway. He's ripping it apart. And on the back, it says, confused and bewildered. This is hard to read because it's like white lettering. Confused and bewildered mm-hmm. by strange surroundings, the enraged King Kong wreaks havoc on New York subway train. Mm-hmm. Enjoy Coca-Cola, trademark.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the cup?
1: Okay, so we are drinking, is it Blue Chair Banana Rum by American country music artist Kenny Chesney?
2: Not Chinny Chesney. Yeah. Or no, you said Chinny Chesney. Chinny
1: Chesney. (laughs) Earlier I was trying to think of telling them what I bought for the drinks, and I was like, yeah, I found some banana rum that tastes really good. It's by Chinny Chesney. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, so there's some banana rum, a little bit of Blue Curacao, a little bit of coconut LaCroix and some pineapple orange juice. It's really good.
0: I'm down with it.
1: Yeah, it's super tasty. Yeah. I will say the blue chair, because I also bought, I didn't put it in this because you kind of, it requires you to blend it up with ice, but I got some cream banana rum. It tastes like a dream. It's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. So, uh Kenny Chesney, I don't really care for his music career, but I like his alcohol. Good
0: job, Ken. Hell yeah. Great job, Cheney Cheney
1: That's probably how you say it after you had a few of these.
0: What you been up to?
1: Well, man, it's so much. It's
0: been a while, so I'm not... Just pick like like I'm just going to pick a couple things. Yeah, Just uh, here real quick. Been watching the Conjuring uh, Universe films. Not the Conjuring movies, but the others. So that would be the Annabelle movies, The Nun, and... Curse of La Llorona. This ties
1: into our last episode where we yeah. did a Mary Fuck Kill.
0: Yeah. Some weird thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Annabelle and the Nun. That's and... right.
0: So I figured I'd better watch those.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can be culpable for your choices. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm here to say that uh, I, I I enjoyed none of them. Uh, I will say the worst of the bunch was The Nun. I, I think it's it's probably one of the worst films I've seen in a while. Um, Yeah. It, it was quite bad. Yeah. Uh, the second Annabelle movie was probably the best of the bunch. Is that
1: the Farmhouse one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ending of It's Cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not that's good. about all I've got to say about those films. I yeah. You know, not a lot. So you know, that's what I did. So that's that. And then one good thing that I'll mention that I watched is uh, I watched Latino Visconti's Censo from 1954. This is a melodrama he did. And it is a beautiful movie, and I would recommend seeking it out. It was the first Visconti film I've seen. I've known about him for a long time, but just now checking out his work. So, really enjoyed that. And then the last thing I'll say real quick is a book I've been reading called Shard Cinema by Evan Calder Williams. And this is kind of a book just about how we process images from... All different types of media from movies, TVs, video games, and uh, also how we process images just in daily life. So it's been a dense book, but one I am greatly enjoying. Melanie?
1: I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So okay. in that, you have the option you can be um, Alexos or Cassandra. And I'm playing as mm. the female version. Okay. My main goal is just to bang every chick mm. in ancient Greece. Nice. And so far I'm doing a great job. One guy paid me money to have sex with his wife because no. she was so insatiable. I'm conquering a lot of the ancient world. Yeah. And then I, oh gosh, there's been a lot of stuff I've watched since our last episode, but I'll just say, um, we're all kind of watching The Sopranos right now. That's oh, just yeah. something that mm-hmm. we kind of just, yeah uh I had seen it before I watched it as it aired, but Nolan, you had started it what over I, I like the winter almost? Yes. Yeah, like it has been a while and then you kinda of fell off of I it. I do
0: a bet thing where like I will get through things that I like, but it takes me longer than probably usual or normal people. Like I'm on season four so
1: But you took a long time and, and a then long you started watching it with a two friend. And three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. um Going back through that, really enjoying it. I, I love that show. My stepmom was really into TV at like growing up. Mm -hmm. So it's like anything that came out whenever I still lived at home when I was younger or like throughout high school. Like I watched so much of this stuff with her. So it's like. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool to go back. Like, I kind of, because around the same time, I remember watching Nip Tuck, and I know that show's not very good, but I kind of want to go back and watch the first two seasons.
0: I remember watching that show with my sisters yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: I watched it with my sisters, I and I it. loved mm-hmm. it. I don't know if it's actually good at all. Right. But it was really good trash TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I've watched the Fear Street movies.
0: Oh, yes. And have you? I've, I've watched the first two. I've not seen the third one yet.
1: Oh, you did watch the second. I didn't know you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Second one's definitely my favorite. I think that... I think they're fine for what they are. Like, they they weren't for me, but I think Mm -hmm. I could see, like, a younger generation being really into them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll just say I I wasn't huge on them, but the second one was at least better than the first one. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I like the second one.
2: It's like, first one's okay. It's the overpowering music drops and... I wasn't really digging, like, the structure and everything. I think it got a lot better after the first hour. Yeah. The third one, I think, is just not very good.
1: I It's not good, but I will say that actor... I mean, I won't spoil it since they haven't been out for that long, but there is an actor who's running around with his shirt open and just screaming with long hair, and I was very into it. I have no <laughs> idea if that guy's been anything else, but I felt a lot of things while I was watching it. I don't
2: yeah. know. That third one... It is like best choice A24 horror. Yeah.
1: And I feel like a lot of people are saying that, but it is. I Which
2: I don't know. I don't know if best choice is just a regional thing. It is a knockoff brand. Always it's same. It's a, a bargain it's brand. It's the RC Cola. Yeah.
1: It's your bargain brand of uh-huh. A24. Yeah. It definitely feels like it's like a something that is kind of for kids. It's light. It's weird.
0: <laughs> I don't know. For The Gen Zers,
1: yeah, but at the same time, it's there's some mean gore. I mm-hmm. feel like the third one, and maybe I'm misremembering, misrem- but the definitely the second one is super mean. The first one has some pretty mean gore. The third one, it just was lesser for me, but that's what I've been up to.
2: Stacy played through the Max Payne trilogy, good games. Nice. First two, very like hard boiled noir, third one is basically man on fire the video game <laughs> they're very fun i've been playing a ton of games but that's just kind of what sticks out as far as the like, movies go you know like we talked about i watched the fear street films i also watched uh battles without honor and humanity mm-hmm. by uh kenji fukusaku it's from 73 he did what like five in that original run and then they did, what, a trilogy after that and then a modern type of remake or something. But I think that first one's pretty decent. I, I wanted to watch it because I've been playing Yakuza 0, mm-hmm. which I think I mentioned on the show before, and I I really dig that game. So it's like, oh, I I want to watch some Yakuza films that I haven't, you know, seen. So mm-hmm. check that one out. It it has, like, this scope that kind of, like, The Godfather has. It's not as like sharply made as that, of course, but it's got an energy.
1: In what year is that you said?
2: Seventy three. I think he did. I mean, I think he finished like all five of those films within like what, like
0: three or four years. uh, Very prolific director. I've seen a few of his films. He also directed, uh, obviously, uh, Battle Royale, which he's well known for in this country. But you should check out a lot of others. Sorry, many other of his films because
1: he's very talented. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
2: I dug it. Been watching Timo Tjahjanto, the Indonesian filmmaker. Night Comes for Us and uh, May the Devil Take You
0: movies, which I okay. thought were pretty interesting. I've not seen any of of his work. I feel
1: like no. maybe people are sleeping on Indonesian horror.
2: I saw an article today that I guess he's teaming up with. Uh, oh, there was it Scott Derrickson, the guy who did Doctor Strange yeah. in the that Sinister movie. Yeah. Supposedly making the uh, the remake for why can't I think of it? it? Oh, Train to Busan. Yeah, James Wan's producing that.
1: He's doing that. Yeah, Timo is. Yeah, yeah,
2: like... yeah. We'll the Bo Brothers. Man, yeah,
1: I just feel like that's yeah. such an. Un... We don't have to get into it. That's such an unnecessary remake. <laughs>
2: Uh, but I I think it's interesting. I mean, the action in Night Comes for Us is pretty baller. I think it's one of the coolest, you know, martial arts action films to come out in
0: you know in the last few years. I dig it. Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: With that being said, are we ready to get into today's subject? I think we're ready.
2: 1976. Thank Dino you. De Laurentiis presents King Kong, directed by John Guillermo. 1976, the American merchant vessel Petrox Explorer has just set sail from the
1: port of Surabaya in search of oil. What they find will shock the
2: world. We may be sailing into the history books. They will catch a stowaway. And landing on the beach of the skull, where he heard the roar of the greatest
1: beast. They will rescue a beautiful castaway. She's alive! You know, maybe my luck has changed. And they will discover an uncharted island that is the home of the most incredible creature on the face of the Earth. A creature called Kong. Dino De Laurentiis and Paramount Pictures present the most exciting original motion picture event of all time. Just chasing that damn shark so hard,
2: yeah. Yeah, a lot of it was inspired by wanting to make it like this was manufactured to be a hit movie. Studio films and stuff, they say that Jaws is like the beginning of that type of movie, but you know, really like Exorcist, Godfather, like all those movies from the early 70s were highly publicized, you know, as well. But King Kong kind of took it to another level that I think has only been like matched by 89 Batman and 99 Phantom Menace. Like, it's that level of marketing, and I think it's very interesting, just the the behind-the-scenes, you know, what led up to this. And they announced this movie with a full-spread ad in the back of the New York Times a year before its release with that poster art, and it just says, King Kong for Christmas. Nice. Now, at the time... Universal was also fighting with uh, Dino for the rights of the film. They wanted to do their own remake called The Legend of King Kong, which would be faithful to the 30s film, where it would be, you know, Kong fighting dinosaurs. And uh, I think they wanted to do it in stop motion animation. And that movie kind of got nixed because of the buildup, you know, to this one was so big that they didn't think they could financially recover going against
0: it. Okay. Okay. That's interesting.
2: What are your guys' thoughts on this film?
1: I like this film a lot. Uh
0: I, I am mixed on this movie. There are things about it that I like and things about about it that are frustrations, so I was mixed on this. Glad to have checked it out and talk about it. So,
2: yeah. I like this movie. Uh reason we're doing it is because Scream Factory, I guess Shout Factory, whatever label... I know they're the same. They just put out a Blu-ray... I say just. They put out a Blu-ray, like a what, a few months, months ago? ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Relatively yeah. new. Yeah. Which was a
2: big release for movie nerds. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember watching this... It's probably been, like, I don't know, 8 to 10 years ago. I watched this with you on, like, a bad DVD version. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Blu-ray definitely... Improved the image quite a bit, so
1: yeah. This movie is one that my uh, whenever we would go over to like for Christmas, my my aunt played this at every year at their house for Christmas, and I I never really thought about it until like watching the this time where it's like oh, it was a Christmas release. So whenever she was younger, she watched it on Christmas. So now that's just her tradition. That's kind of cool because I always thought it was such a random thing. But so it's like I've had seen at least part of this like every single year when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably a a (laughs) bit why I have nostalgia for it. Yeah.
2: For me, like my history with this movie. So the original King Kong, if you don't know this, is my favorite film. I am a big fan nerd for King Kong. And I love everything that's associated with King Kong. So. I would see this movie at the rental store. I think the grocery store rental area had it, and you know that cover art is just so evocative. it's like you see that it's like oh what what is this King Kong? This is different, you know he's like crushing jets and stuff from the world Trade Center, so I rented got it you know as a very young kid, and it was like okay this this King Kong looks like how movies look now, like that's interesting. It's a bummer there's no dinosaurs in it, but, you know, he bites a snake. That's kind of cool. So I I watched this movie pretty early on. It's been in my life for a long time. I do remember when, you know, September 11th happened. I feel like MTV was playing that Ryan Adams New York, New York music video all the time. And AMC just had 70s Kong, <laughs> like, on a loop.
0: hmm
1: <laughs> I don't remember that. That's bizarre.
2: Yeah. Like that yeah. seems
1: like in poor taste. That's weird.
2: Oh, I mean they they played it all the
0: time during that. Yeah, time. I don't remember Very that. That's so weird. Uh, I'll say with with this movie, what when it, it works best for me is is when it gets weird and when it gets horny. Uh, does that's what I like the best about it. Uh, I really enjoy the scene when we first get to Skull Island and with the natives and Kong busting through the wall and I, I really like all that stuff there and also when when him and uh, Jessica Lang start having their little fling. I like that stuff you a lot. You like
1: those Rick Baker eyes. I do. Those yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
0: right. Uh, but there, there's a long stretch where where I do get a bit uh, fatigued and bored and then the last 30 minutes, again, I sparks my interest i think it's great when havoc is caused in new york and uh we'll get to that but it's just for me a very uneven movie when it works i quite enjoy myself and at other times i'm indifferent i can agree with that assessment yeah
1: and i it's what i understand if people don't like it i think there's a lot to like about it but if someone were to be like it's not very good it's like i I mean it's it's not for everybody.
2: That's for a moment. Certain... <laughs> is there any before Nolan reads his letterbox synopsis and gives us the actor character names, is there any other um little minutiae leading into that we want to hit?
1: No, cuz I will talk through nothing that I can think of. Okay. We'll talk about okay. more
0: more Africa. in depth after. Yeah. And we also uh we're going to talk about uh, this movie sequel a little bit after uh, we we go in depth a little more on this movie. Which, which Nolan
1: was just
2: dazzled we'll, with. We'll
0: be up yeah, to talk about. The great that. King Kong Lives yes. from 1986. Absolutely. Also by John Gillerman. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into this. So, as it has already been established, but I'll go ahead and reestablish. This is King Kong 1976 by John Gillerman from Letterboxd, the most exciting original motion picture event of all time, in caps. In this remake of the 1933 classic, an oil company expedition disturbs the peace of a giant ape and brings him back to New York to exploit him. We have Jeff Bridges as Jack F. Prescott, <laughs> Jessica Lang as Don Dwan. Dwan. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: You're correct, though. She changed it.
0: Charles Grodin as Fred S. Wilson, John Randolph as Captain Ross, uh, Renee... Auber, I'm not going to pronounce her name right, so I'm sorry. Auber, I'm not even going to try. Just I'll cannot. just say Renee. As Roy Bagley. It's a he. It is a he. You said she. I, I just thought it was. Cause, Cause, I'm sorry. Oh, you know? No. I, I didn't mean it. I apologize to everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> we have Julius Harris as Bowen. Bowen?
2: Why,
1: why are you? Even Rene. Even, you don't know. Rene is. Yeah, you both crushed it clearly. Uh-huh. Why are you even reading character names? Most of the time, you don't do that.
0: That's probably true. <laughs> who Who are you on now? I don't know. He Julian, said bone.
1: Julius
2: Harris. Julius Harris. Truman B-O- Bone. Bone is B O
0: A N. Bowen. Uh, see, he didn't know either Bowen or Bone.
1: You just say it with confidence. Bone. Say anything.
0: Jack O'Haller. I can't do it all. O'Halloran? Oh Jack O'Halloran as Joe Perko. Ed Lauder as Carnahan. That's enough.
1: That's enough. Alright. Well, and we should also mention Rick Baker mm-hmm. is most of the time you see is playing King Kong. So. That's true, yeah. Fantastic Good. Rick Baker. Good call.
0: Alright, so are we ready to get into this mm-hmm. the stupidity that is, Nolan's notes, let's go. Indonesia. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, bumbling, stumbling, long hair, beard, and ball cap. He
1: looks so good in this and film. Does look good.
0: Dino De Laurentiis production. A boat trip to faraway island. Bridges sneaks aboard. Scientific mumbo jumbo flow. Excess CO two and vapor clouds. Bridges appears and intervenes. Bridges, I. By the way, I'm just gonna—I probably call him by his character name in some points, and by Bridges at some points. So
1: yeah, sometimes it's Jack. Sometimes That's it's true. Bridges. Mm-hmm. People know that you do this. It's okay. <laughs>
0: do you think that he changed his name to Lebowski
2: later in That's life? Possible. Yeah. Is this a prequel? It might be. I
1: think that this could be a prequel.
2: I think it's
0: okay. I think yeah. there's a good it explains case to why that. he's a burnout. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he
1: lived too. He flew he's too like, close man, to the sun. <laughs> I
0: got nothing left to live for. What is this life? It's like
1: I love that damn ape.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. uh... Yes, Bridges appears and intervenes. Bridges' name is Jack Prescott. So there we go. Says he's a paleontologist. Uh, boat picks up a random raft with a beautiful Jessica Lange lying in it. She is passed out. Her uh,
1: entrance to this, she looks so good. I know she's passed yeah. out, but
0: mm-hmm. it's um, stunning. No love for Charles
2: Grodin's uh, None. Well, introduction.
0: I apologize for that. I do love Charles.
2: He, what do you think of the setup on this? Like modernizing it, it instead of doing it like a 30s adventure film. It's I was, doing a very like political. It's a very
1: cynical 70s I film. was
0: fine with this opening. Like I, it it got me into it. Yeah. With. Like you think it's interesting it being mm-hmm. an oil company yep. just looking for oil. I didn't oil. mind it. Yeah.
1: Grodin's a big part of my moments in this. Yeah.
0: So so okay am am i gonna call her duan or dawn you can just call her duan that's her name that's a character okay (laughs) she was going to be an actress in hong kong her yacht exploded and she was the only survivor a deep throat reference love that a shirtless jeff bridges some shower side boob jessica lang
1: to clarify what you just said on the yacht, this director that was gonna put her in films <laughs> tried to like mm-hmm. have her watch Deep Throat with the rest of the crew and right. attendance. And she was not interested because she's a good girl. Yeah. So she was up just in mm-hmm. these like luxury silk robes or whatever she's wearing when they pick her up. She's up at the top of the yacht, someone had explodes. she lives, and everyone else dies because they watch Deep Throat. So she says, I'm probably the only person alive that, that Deep Throat saved their life. That's
2: right. Was it. she going to Hong Kong to shoot porn? Yeah, probably so. I
1: I feel like it's a very again this film is so cynical, mm-hmm. but I definitely take it as because she even has a moment where she was like, he probably wasn't going to put me in any of his films, and it's like, oh, I bet mm-hmm. he was, but not how you think. Not he how was. you was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they find the cloud. The cloud vapors. <laughs> uh, everybody craves some Jessica Lange. They break through the clouds and find the island. A tribe inhabits the island. They encounter a ritual of sorts from the natives. Jessica laying booty shorts, legs for days. That Dwan and Jack romance picks up. Dwan is captured by some of the natives. Sorry for my page turn.
2: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Okay. So they, they interrupt the uh, ceremony. No. The man dancing with the gorilla mask. It's a marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And they go up and they go to make a trade. Mm. Would you make that deal?
1: they they want you get, you're
2: getting like five or six ladies back for one Dwan. Do you make that trade?
0: I probably would say something offensive, so I'll just say no. Okay. I'll keep Dwan.
1: Also,
2: eight- one.
0: Jessica Lang in this movie, I think, is one of the hottest. I mean, she's beautiful. She's not. You're not into her. How do I say this without being rude? She's I mean, she's a beautiful rude. lady, but she's not my specific body type. She's got a small touch. But she's a beautiful lady. Yeah. Any man would be lucky, or woman. It's true. Okay. <sighs> she is taken back to the tribe. They dress her up and present her with the natives chanting Kong's name. They tie her up and leave her behind their wall as a sort of sacrifice for their god Kong. Kong appears, grabs Duan, and leaves her in his hand. Leonard, leaves with her, his and I'm sorry, Nolan. What is your impressions of how Kong looks? Uh, I don't mind it. I I get a bit distracted at times when it does close ups of his nose. Uh, I find it to be a bit rubbery, like a like a rubber rubbery ball. Do you think but the suit looks good? Overall, do you I think he looks pretty good.
2: Suit was the way to go.
0: I I think it worked fine.
1: He didn't have that much money to do what he wanted.
2: Rick Baker did most of the suit work. Carlos Rambaldi did, from my understanding, most of the uh, wire work for the face. Which, you know, if you didn't get his work on Kong, which I think a lot of the face wire stuff is very good, especially as silly as the scene is. Him the blowing, blowing
1: her, yeah, her clothes dry. Like
2: that's pretty crazy. The I cheeks like that. look
1: really cool. Mm-hmm. And, it's and
2: you know, if we don't get that, maybe we don't get Alien. You know, later on, who knows? Fair. A lot of the same uh, techniques.
1: The mechanical arms, too. I think they did a great job with that Mm -hmm. because I still, for something that could look very hokey, the way they move and the fact that they're holding her, like they're interacting, because they had these two armatures that they're, you know,
2: manipulating. I I would say the visual effects are vastly superior to the sequel.
1: (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Not even the same ballpark. It's not. You want to talk about faces, the yeah,
0: but that's right.
1: This suit's pretty; it's
0: decent. Yeah, but bet. It's,
1: I I think that Rick Baker, as well as he, kind of dogs on it because it's not exactly what he wanted
2: to do. Sure, he wanted to do more of what he did for Mighty Joe Young, the remake that Disney did in the nineties. Yeah,
1: he said he finally got to do it.
2: which is ape suit. a more realistic
0: ape suit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Uh yes so Kong appears grabs Duan and leaves with her in his hand Jack and the boys come to rescue her but they're too late Kong and Duan getting to know each other some matting and texture issues crop up Kong's nose is a bit much in close up shots like a jo- like a big rubbery ball as I just said a few minutes ago random guy giving Charles Grodin a message kind of love that or a massage I'm sorry <laughs> random guy giving Charles Grodin a massage kind of love that. A muddy Duan gets a waterfall shower from Kong, mouth blow dry from Kong. Do you find this hot? Yeah,
1: Cause you're he, into he it. He likes it whenever it gets yeah. horny.
0: Yeah, this is like this is my thing. Kong right is here. straight up mm-hmm.
1: like looking at her. Oh yeah. shit,
0: with bedroom eyes. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like psycho.
0: I, I wrote down my next line was goof and eyes from Kong. He wants some Duan. Mm. So I mean, yeah. I mean, he's feeling his oats right now. You know.
1: Yeah. He wants to be sewing his
0: oats. So, that's right. Kong uh, uh, goes on a murder spree and kills most of Jack's boys. saves or, um, Save for Jack and... Wait, what am I... Give me a second here. I gotta read my writing.
2: While you're reading this, so this is basically a one-for-one one exact replication of the scene from the original Kong where a lot of the sailors are crossing a log bridge... And Kong runs up on it and starts shaking it to make the guys fall into this uh, ravine or crevice yeah, yeah. or whatnot. And they do this in each one of the the films. Uh, Peter Jackson does it and takes it even further with the spider pit scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, like you said, Kong goes on a murder spree, kills most of, of Jack's guys. Save for Jack and Joe Willis.
1: Oh, Joe. I
0: think I, I may have,
1: Poor Joe. I don't
0: know if I mentioned Joe Willis' character. You didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more Kong and Dwan. Kong gets to see some boobs. Uh, his eyes uh, show <laughs> that he's in heaven. So that whole sequence,
2: that's like giant animatronic hands Pulling her top off. That's right. See, and that's is that like the scariest thing? Let's contextualize
1: oh. this. So this is her first film. This is her debut. She's what nineteen twenty when they're filming. She was very young. Mm-hmm. And they have her in these, and like, there's the set's tense. Like, there's a lot of shit that's not going right. There's budget issues. There's the the freaking giant robots not working. Like everything's mm-hmm. a nightmare. So she's this young kid who's being propped up by these mechanical arms. They would squeeze her like sometimes that they would close and she's just in no, there. Wow. So she had bruises all up and down her body all and right. she had to just act. So it's like her acting in this and all of those scenes. That's why I kind of knowing that about it. It I, I don't know. I just think she does such a good job. And I know a lot of people take issue with the Duan character. Like she's vapid and kind of an airhead but I think that she's so good in the film because for her to still come across as just like kind of like giddy and still so pure and just so sweet for something that would be terrifying I (laughs) think she's great I don't know I just think I find the character very charming and I I find her very charming
0: in the I think she's great in too I I like her in this movie and you know how how do you feel that Peter Jackson took the, uh, curiosity slash horniness out of his Kong? Well, he's weak. I mean.
2: Because <laughs> the 30s Kong has, like, that's right a brief boob yeah. and undressings. Yeah.
0: No, there's definitely some horniness. That's, it's definitely yeah. a, uh, a mark against old Pete there. Yeah. Absolutely. hmm <laughs> Uh. You okay. want your Kong horny? I do. Okay. That's so, yeah. That's the way I like my Kong. That's fair. Uh. Congress giant snake uh the snake looks a bit inept it's the worst thing in the film well and i will say later on because i think he did
2: this again in conan
1: yeah
2: and i think rimbaldi did the snake in conan i might be wrong on that the dino produced conan the giant snake in conan looks awesome so yeah they do another take on it and get it better. Sure.
1: The snake is awful, though. The
2: snake is awful. It looks country. almost
1: like a wooden snake toy <laughs> whenever it first comes out. It looks so bad. Yep,
0: yeah, not great. Uh, Jack, quote-unquote, saves Duan, and they escape from Kong. Charles Grodin and his men save Jack and Duan in the nick of time. Uh, Kong is furious and tries to tear down the wall the natives have built for protection. He busts through but falls in a trap set by groden and his men they capture kong and take him back on their ship groden will set up a beauty and the beast coast to coast tour starting in new york duan has a piece of fabric fall into kong's cage he gives it a big whiff and needs duan quite badly that's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes right so, there
1: <laughs> she's got like a, a handkerchief yeah. or something on her neck mm-hmm. and it just like falls that's right into his cage. Mm-hmm.
0: And you get that
2: wonderful, soaring, beautiful score by John Barry.
1: This score is phenomenal. We haven't even talked, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it in categories, but ugh.
2: So I want to get back to what you were talking about, the advertising campaign. So they find out, a major plot point is that the island does have oil, but it will not be usable for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So Charles Grodin, not wanting to go bust, you know, the story point is he only told New York he's bringing back the big one. So they try to salvage it by making Kong an ad campaign mm-hmm. for a gas station. That's right. Yeah, so which is whole... super gross and cynical.
1: It's so bizarre, like, too. Yeah. It It's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kong starts destroying the ship in rage. Uh, Duan goes to Kong to calm him down. Duan falls into his cage. Kong lets her escape and doesn't hurt her. Jack uh, quits the Beauty and the Beast. So I guess we're back. We're in New York now, I think.
2: Yeah, by okay. that point, you're yeah. in New
0: York. What What
2: do you think of, because this is the only Kong movie outside of King Kong vs. Godzilla, the Japanese one, mm-hmm. where they show them transporting Kong. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you feel about the sequence in the tanker?
0: I mean, it's all right. Uh, Did you need to see King Kong travel to New York? Or do you is, like the, the Carl
2: Denham, like, I'll share it with all of you and yeah. then just cut to This is Broadway. where I kind of
0: check out a little bit mm. in the movie. So, I mean.
1: I The idea, though, of him being in the tanker, whenever he starts thrashing and busting mm-hmm. against the thing because he can't have Dwan. Yeah. He, they're like, flood the tank. You're going to capsize. If you're going to flood that ent- that huge room mm-hmm. in the middle of that thing with Kong in there, like what do you think he's going to do? It like the idea,
2: well, I'm sure like the ship was built for that cuz it's a different boat than what they arrived yeah, on. Yeah.
1: But still, he's going to thrash and get out and overturn that sucker. The the idea of anytime they get Kong in any film, mm-hmm. they're like we went through all this trouble, all this money to get him to Make sure that he's alive and safe. Let's kill him immediately. Like any any kind of like he's thrashing around a little bit. They mm-hmm. don't try to like do another tranquilizer or anything. They're right. just like we're gonna kill you.
0: You're done. It's mm-hmm. so
1: absurd. Oh, it's a bad
0: idea. Yeah, well, yeah. They just should have had Jessica lying down there with him.
1: Yeah, they're the like you stay down there, mm-hmm.
0: just caressing him, mm-hmm. showing her breast to him, letting her what's touch wrong with you, smell her dress, her fabric.
1: Like, you think that they should have sent her down there with, like, some scarves and perfume, right. and it's mm-hmm. like, just sit and yeah. fan them at him.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It would have worked. When Family was... film.
1: Yeah, but when I was little, I also thought it was kind of weird. It's like, he's so pissed just staying there with mm-hmm. them. Like, what do you care? It's
0: fair. Okay. Jack quits the uh, Beauty and the Beast sideshow and tells Grodin, uh, he... I'm sorry. He be a part of it? That doesn't make sense. What does he tell Groden? I don't, I don't know. He won't be well, a part of it. Well, he says the whole maybe? thing's sick.
1: Okay, he's, so he tells. He, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The whole thing is sick, and he's kind of disappointed that Don's even considering yeah, so it, but he understands. Jack quits the show. Don.
0: Tells Groden he won't be a part of it. The show goes on. Kong in a crown. Nice touch. Kong, you, I like that a lot. Yeah,
1: but you're skipping over. I love the imagery of this. Go for it. So this whole thing, this is like the most fucked up part for me. Where they bring him out, and this is where you see the robot, like, there, it's cut... Robot. Robot. It's intercut with uh, Rick Baker acting as well, but...
2: should Can we just sidebar for just a moment? I'll let you go back to your point. Okay. So, a big part of the advertising for this film was that Kong would be portrayed by a fully functional 45-foot robot...
1: That every shot if they were they could do it, every shot that they could do, it was gonna be fully performed by this so robot.
2: They brought journalists in for this whole sequence and you can read some reviews from the seventies. It's quite a treat. And and I think they had this like in uh some film magazine. Uh I have it in I'm not gonna look it up right now. But there's this beautiful book. Called King Kong: The History of a Movie Icon from Fay Ray to Peter Jackson by Ray Morton, who I think might do one of the commentaries or he hosts one of the one the of the P&O specials on yeah. uh, the Blu-ray for this mm-hmm. film. But anyways, there is imagery in here from one of the film magazines of how the robot would work and how it was built, and this was given out to all of the press, so they're under the idea. And there's all these pictures. Time magazine had a giant spread of Jessica Lange in various forms of undress yeah. like in well, the hands of. Well, and you already and stuff. had the
1: marketing like in full throttle and then they're releasing all this stuff while they're cuz before they started filming they had marketing for it. Then while they're filming yeah. they're still pumping out all of this stuff.
2: And so there are reviewers from the time that thought this entire film was performed by a robot. Because
1: you know there that? was confusion with the way it was advertised.
2: Yeah. And what? Pretty, I mean, it makes thin. sense. You don't have
1: the internet, so people are just like, they said it in the pamphlet. <laughs> it
2: must be true. <laughs> You're a giant robot.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: this segment, uh, Kong is the beauty and the beast. We have Dawn, you know, put up in, like, red, white, and blue Americana tassels that are tying her arms, much like how she was on the island before, you know, Kong yeah. took her. So, she's like a sacrifice for this creature. They wheel him out in a giant gas pump like a gas yeah. tank thing mm-hmm. and it slowly pulls up to reveal him he's in this cage and he has a giant crown on his head i love the imagery of of kong mm-hmm. with the crown it's kind yeah. of
0: off it's filter. one of those for me that it's one of the few images that i find in the movie that like resonated in in culture so it's it's definitely an image that that's that stuff
1: yeah it's it's interesting but just this American company looking for oil, finding this big creature, and then like we're gonna use him as a commercial. This will st- we can save this. Yeah. And having Dwan tied up in red, white, and blue, it's just weird. It's so bizarre. It is true. So yeah, this this scene is, I don't know. I think it's one of the yeah. best of the the third act.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Once
1: we're moving into the end of the film.
0: Absolutely. So yes, uh, Kong breaks uh breaks through his cage. Kong stomps and destroys many onlookers, including Charles Grodin, Kong's great rampage. You pointed this out to me, and I... I that,
1: wanted I mean, to make sure that you were aware yes. of it.
0: And once I saw this character, I was like, this oh is, my god.
1: This mm-hmm. I think everybody has like a film superpower. Yeah. My mm-hmm. superpower is I'm really good at recollection of this as an actor, but this is someone that is, I just didn't want you to miss it because yeah. it's so
0: quick. Absolutely. And I apologize I didn't write the act his actual name down you but, don't have to but ralph from uh friday the 13th appears. crazy ralph crazy ralph mm-hmm. yes it's a death curse so you know he's he's, he's driving the subway he was yeah <laughs> it was great uh kong destroys a uh, subway train so much destruction this is probably some of my favorite uh stuff in the film this kind right, of destruction the, of New York.
1: There's like this time where the story kind of wanes. Yeah. But then once you get to Beauty and the Beast back yeah. in New York, and then he gets he's cut mm-hmm. loose and he just starts rampaging. It's, just it's really good. Intense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think the entire movie is just waiting to get to New York. Yeah. New yeah. York is obviously it's the in, build up to because and that's I think I think one of the disappointing things with this film is Skull Island, which is such a like tour de force in the original film and mm-hmm. even in peter jackson's film it's you visually interesting there's no, interesting, right. like, they, interesting there is no there. ideas i mean it's like yeah, yeah I mean, let's just was...
0: throw a fucking giant yeah. snake out it's like they they do the native stuff and and i liked that like i i thought the like, dance sequence the dance is really sequence cool. the color palette the yeah. yeah the costumes, costumes are so. great it's all good oh yeah um and then even when kong arrives it's like okay it's pretty cool. pretty good stuff but after that
1: they had no interest in shooting it, and yeah. I wonder if it's because John Gillerman, it's like he was known for being like this kind of big disaster film mm-hmm. guy, so I wonder if yeah. he exactly
2: was just think to
1: get to New York so he could wreck havoc again.
0: So. Yeah. Which, the New York stuff, I think, looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack and Dwan go for a drink. Kong is uh, headed to the World Trade Center Towers, but first makes a stop by the bar and kidnaps Dwan. Kong is cornered by the military. Kong starts to climb one of the towers while Jack takes the elevator to try and meet them at the top. Kong jumps from one tower to the other when a couple dumbass military men try using flamethrowers on him. He makes them pay. Kong sets Duan down and is uh, ready for bullets, blood, and pain. Bloody Kong gets battered with bullets, uh, Sonny Corleone style. Kong falls off the tower and is finished off. Duan and Kong stare at each other as Kong gives his final breaths. Duan is heartbroken, but will finally be the star she wanted to be.
1: The ending of this film is again so cynical and mean.
0: I love, like I, I think the
2: some of the mat work in this movie is terrible. Yeah, to the film's detriment. But I love the ending to this movie, and I I think it's influential enough that you know Peter Jackson pulled a lot of the emotion that's in this film and used it in his because in the original, you know, Ray just wants to get away from the monkey.
1: Yeah. No, and, and Jessica, her saying "Don't put me down."
2: Yeah, that like, stuff's very good. That's
1: that's the stuff that gets me in Peter Jackson's.
2: And I I do like how cynical it is, and. Even more so in the TV cut, which comes along with the uh, Blu-ray, because there's additional scenes and stuff because they padded it out.
1: Just worth we'll, watching.
2: We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's a scene where they're talking in the bar, and you know she's wanting to, and and some of it's in the uh, theatrical version where she's talking to Jack about like, well, let's just get together and forget all this. And in the TV cut, he specifically is like well that's gonna depend on kong you know like is sending it up that if kong dies like we're not coming back from that.
1: i think the line is if anything happens to him we're not going to be able to look at each other
2: and the ending which is so great because she's down by kong thousands of people surrounding them in the lot or in that you know area of the front of the world trade center and Jack just kind of gets lost in the crowd, just staring on in horror of what's going on. And it's like they are separated for, like, the whole time. And it's just such this mean 70s cynicism of, like, yeah, they're, they're not going to end up together. Like, this has broken both of them.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: well, and even it's like with her, it, <laughs> it's such a traumatic thing. And she, even though she's swarmed by all these cameras at the end, and she's still in her dress from the Beauty and the Beast uh, promotion they were doing, but, so she looks very glam, but it's like she's crying and broken and just yelling for Jack, and all of these people swarm in, and she's not even really paying attention to it, but she also doesn't move forward out of it. It's just,
2: uh it's
1: so, I don't know, it kind of hits your stomach.
2: An interesting thing about shooting that they brought the giant kong to to actually you know where that was shot to use at the that World
1: Center, yeah.
2: and you know they asked for people to come and you know see it and you know be extras they had so many people over that that they had to evacuate like the area because the ground would have collapsed under the weight and while it was there some good New Yorkers stole bits and pieces off of Big Dead Rubber Kong.
0: Got Someone
1: it. stole the eye yeah. out of his head,
2: <laughs>
1: so uh, they had to like kind of just like piecemeal him back together for certain shots. That's mm-hmm. why he looks so rough. He
0: looks ragged. I, I gotta say, uh, <laughs> when he gets shot up, it's I, so gory. I I laughed not I laughed not like and make fun of the movie, but I just was like, this is, this is insanity. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> just so much blood and bullets, but really is truly a Sunny Corleone moment, which yeah. I loved. I that's do you,
2: like, do you think when Gillerman was doing that, he was like, oh yeah, this is like the fucking wild bunch because the way Probably it so, cuts yeah. between mm-hmm. the helicopters yeah. and just that gore, Yeah, it's,
0: it's it's intense, man. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. it's 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 a good time, on the, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Do you want to talk a little bit
2: about the TV cut? Sure. So the TV cut, which was, I believe, done in 78, uh, they did it. So back in the day for network television, for movies, when they premiere on TV, they would either have to shoot additional footage, via for content, or they'd stretch them out into two night events. So Superman, I believe, was one that did the two night event thing and halloween's got a famous tv cut where they introduce the idea that laurie is michael's sister like that's all from the tv cut which you know that movie had to be edited for content james cameron's special edition of aliens the tv cut of that is like what's that special edition Mm -hmm. uh so this one they added almost an hour to the runtime of the film and I don't think it feels as badly paced as you would think There, like I was talking, there were, um, you know, earlier, there's the additional scenes with them in the bar. There's a lot more rampage in New York. Like he's just like flipping cars and stuff, yeah, which looks one good. Where he's
1: like going down. It's, I mean, it's a street, but it's, it kind of looks like an alley, but he just like throws a car into a building and it explodes. It looks really cool. And it's like,
2: why wasn't this in the theatrical? Yeah, it looks great. But most of it is just character moments that they added in. They they took out a lot of the snake fight. Or well, they took out the nudity in the snake fight and they took out like Dwan a lot of her running to Jack where you see like side boob and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just added more snake. So like that part of it's worse. Sure. <laughs> but um it's an interesting watch and it is kind of one of those you because know, a lot of these TV cuts are available to watch now, and it was kind of this elusive thing where
1: we didn't know if we'd ever get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's if you have interest in this film and you bought the Blu-ray, highly recommend the Blu-ray. The transfer looks great. It's it's such a the features on it are wonderful. It's just such a nice set, but it's worth watching if if you like this film.
2: I think this movie gets a bad rap because out of the like three, you know, Kong movies based on that story, like it is the lesser of those movies in most people's opinions. And f- for whatever reason people think that it's a bomb, it didn't bomb. It did really well at the box office. It just didn't do jaws numbers. Like I think it made 52 million in like 76-77, which is a very good haul for you know, a movie back Mm -hmm. then. Like I think it was in the top five grocers for the year. So it was a very successful film. Their marketing campaign not
1: what Dino was wanting. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Jaws. Yeah.
2: Yeah, famously he has the thing of, you know, Nobody Cried When The Shark Died. My movie, Everybody Cry When the Monkey Die.
1: Mm Mhm. He's and again, he said something similar about Orca, like talking about how like you're gonna care about my Fish.
2: yeah he's just always chasing jaws <laughs> so
1: hard i love that though what a what a funny thing what a good obsession like again just to be a fly on the wall whenever he screened jaws because you were he had to be like this motherfucker i'm going to do this yeah
2: <laughs> which i dino's made a bunch of interesting great films over the years good I, on him no i
1: love dino
0: so do we want to get into highs lows and
1: yeah, and then we can talk about King Kong lives.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh Okay, so I'll go with uh, my my high is King Kong getting shot up. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just love the bullets and mayhem there and the blood. I was, like, laughing with – Because it's good. Yeah. It like, looks good. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my high. Um, my low is I think we've basically already – talked about it it's just the parts where the the music like, and yeah act two and and it really just yeah it, it's just a very big pacing problem for me and
1: again a lot know, of that's the lead up to New just, York yeah like you mm-hmm. can, it seems like he wasn't yep. interested that's
0: true so uh you know that's that for me I would say my high point
2: is uh the musical score is phenomenal yeah. Jessica Lang is fantastic. I, and I think the three principal actors are very good. Like Charles Grodin's very good in the film. Jeff Bridges is good. I just think Jessica Lang is like such a revelation. Like, you got to think like that time. Like, she's fantastic. I do.
1: I really love all. I know you kind of made fun of it in your notes, but I do love the way all the crew, once they pick up Dwan, they all just beam at her. Huh. Like, huh. every time she moves, they're all just like looking at her with hard eyes. And it's like. Mm-hmm. If you, okay, but if you were a crew member on the set in the 70s, and Jessica Lange just came bounding down in those little shorts and just was super happy and energetic, you would be doe-eyed, too. Like, you couldn't <laughs> not.
0: That male gaze, go on. But I'm saying he's, even <laughs> as a female, the I would have been doe-eyed. <laughs> Real quick, you, you like the music, which I do think is good. Would you mind, do you know who the composer is John, John Barry. Barry. John I think so, you may have said that if you did I apologize.
2: Yeah, um uh, I, th- I would say most famous for doing the 007 films. Yeah.
1: The, yeah, the score is so
2: good. Yeah, and I love just everything around this film, like the event film marketing of this. I find all of the behind the scenes stuff fascinating. The only bummer about the Blu-ray for me is that we didn't get like one of those crazy well-produced studio documentaries. <laughs> That's like two or three hours long about the entire making of the movie because there's enough because it's so fucking interesting. But there's
1: enough stuff out there where they could have like put that together too.
2: Yeah, I I just think that all of the stuff leading to this film it's so interesting to me. So that would be one of my highs. Uh, As far as the low, the snake, the snake looks terrible. (laughs) Like if that's the thing you're gonna populate that island with, it has to look better. You know the original film had dinosaurs; those looked awesome. They Indeed. still look great. Mm-hmm. Like do something better. And there are some issues with the mat work. You know this is pre-Star Wars, and mat work is pretty sloppy until you get to Star Wars. So it's just kind of one of those yep. of the time. And there's not really anything they can do to fix it. It's so just
0: it is what it is. Is yeah. what it
2: is of that time, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look great. Right. No, I I
0: completely agree. Melanie?
1: Alright, so my high I do think the best thing about the film is is the score. I, I think it's great. Uh I do I he's very self deprecating and anytime I've heard him talk about this, but I do think Rick Baker's performance is good. I think the chemistry between Kong and Duan is good. I like it. I know it's silly and dopey and it's weird and horny but damn right it is it which is good we love we love weird and horny we but love
0: horny <laughs> but <laughs> movies need to be more hornier yeah don't forget that it's true
1: i agree with this though i was the one like i want to do another erotic thriller episode so yeah. anyways um my low is a snake for sure i here's the thing with everything that they were doing in this film how the hell did someone attach to this not rig together a better freaking snake That is such a simple creature to make. I am not a special effects wizard, and I think I am capable of making a better looking snake than the one in this film. Mm
2: -hmm. Visually, the only difference between this and a rubber snake from Walmart is the
1: rubber snake from Walmart looks better.
2: Well, I was gonna say there's like a hydraulic wire moving the mouth up and down, but that's about it.
1: I feel like you could have done it better with plungers. Like this
2: is it's
1: (laughs) awful. I hate the stupid wooden toy.
2: Like. If you're doing goofy trash nonsense, like, just have him wrestle a python, like an actual snake. Don't yeah. hurt the animal, but just, like... Oh, yeah.
1: No, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's the... It's bizarre to me. I'll go ahead and do my make him laugh moment. Mm-hmm. You guys did okay. this, but for me, I love the scene whenever it's... you. I don't think you talked about this in your notes, but it's whenever they're on the boat headed to the island before they've discovered anything and Charles Grodin is talking with, like, the captain or somebody, and he, they're sitting and having dinner, and they're at this table, and there's, like, beans and mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. coffee cups, mm-hmm. and they just keep slamming against the, right. the edges, because the the table's, it's a boat table, so obviously there's, like, a lip that catches everything, <laughs> so it doesn't fall off. Mm-hmm. But Charles Grodin's just, his acting in that, obviously Charles Grodin's, like, was a com- comedic mm-hmm. genius, but his The subtlety of how annoyed he is about all of this stuff moving and him just being annoyed at the captain for not doing what he wants him to do and him just trying to get to the oil so he can be filthy rich. There's so much frustration and then all of these cups just moving around and he's annoyed as shit. It's so funny to me. I love that scene.
0: By the way, RIP Charles Brody. I believe he's passed since we last uh, podcasted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everyone should
1: watch Midnight Run.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I need to myself. It's so. <laughs> so good. For, for Make make 'em Laugh,
2: I... Um, just a common uh, writing style in the film. The film has a lot of allusions to what is going to happen or in jokes. So I find that stuff to be corny and entertaining. Like...
1: Like the fortune.
2: Yeah. Like her getting the fortune about she's going to meet a, like a...
1: The biggest man in her life.
2: Right. And then... Once they get to the island and see the footprint, and, like, what is it? And well, I Charles
1: think, Grodin's the one that stands in it.
2: Yeah, and I and I think Jack is, like, it's not a man in a monkey suit. Nice. Like, things like that, mm-hmm. where it's, like, oh, my gosh, but cheese I, like, ball. But
1: Charles Grodin's stepping in the footprint, because he's the one that falls into it, and he's, like, getting out of this hole, and they're, like, no, it's a footprint. And then later he gets stepped on. By
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's and really
1: good. As it's far good as
2: like Charles Grodin line specifically, when <laughs> Dwan and uh, Jack are on the bridge of the ship when they're taking him back, and she's talking about like how she feels bad for Kong, and Grodin's just like, "He's gonna rape you." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there's
1: another okay. There's another huh. Grodin line where so they have Jack taking pictures whenever he's <laughs> yeah.
2: the landfall he,
1: whenever. Like, he's flirting with Mm Dwan on the island from the boat. He's just like, I'm coming to shore. Get this. And he's just, like, standing there.
2: with that pose going.
1: It's so good.
2: Grodin's very good in the
0: film. Very funny.
1: Yeah. And it's such, like, he's subtle about it, though. It's Mm -hmm. genius, but it's so subtle. All Mm -hmm. right.
0: Uh, Mine, we've already talked about. It's easily the uh, Kong sniffing of the uh, Dwan piece of fabric. I mean
1: I really thought you were gonna go with the wild bedroom eyes.
0: That was great too, but just man, when you took that big whiff, I just lost it. Yes. As soon um, as it like
1: flies off in the wind, you know where it's going. That's right. You're like, um, oh man. Yeah,
0: that, look, I know this has been used other times in popular culture, but the thing that I remember most that's like fresh in my mind is an episode of Big Mouth where um the
1: which characters, I can tell you. Uh, Maury?
0: Maury. Is that the kid? The... Oh, Andrew. Andrew. When Andrew, I think it's in season two, and he goes over to his friend's house, and his he friend's daughter's it. bathing suit is in the bathroom, yeah. and he goes up to it, his and just sister. like, his friend's sister, yeah. thank you, and just like grabs it and takes a big whiff it's of it. It's her
1: wet and, bathing suit, and he's like, but.
0: Oh. <laughs> and like, that's all I could think about in that scene when Kong did that, and I was like, Man, you know how big his boner is right now. Like, kong is feeling it. Would the movie have been better for you if you saw it? I mean,
1: yes and no is actually yeah, what I mean. You know, because you would want. I've that, seen but... some beast
0: dick from some Bravchek the Beast, but, right? So I would hope it'd be a better dick than that, but I don't know. I don't know what we, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Some
2: rimbaldi right. like hydraulics.
1: Man, you remember watching <laughs> the Beast? Total side tangent, but we were over at uh, our friend's house yeah. and somebody randomly like came in right. at the point where the penis is out and they're just yeah. like, What, what happened? the hell is this? And it's just like, Oh, hey. And
0: I was over there in the corner just laughing
2: hysterically. Losing
1: it because <laughs> it is the best thing because you did that you uh-huh. created that entire yeah, situation where it's yeah. like yeah let's watch I a thing like, didn't
2: somebody come in on that movie and you stopped it and had me explain the plot yes. to that person that was yeah. the yeah.
1: person i think that mm-hmm. came in i don't remember yeah. who it was but yeah. someone came in saw beast dick and then yeah. nolan was like oh i got you stacy mm-hmm. explain what's happened
2: mm-hmm. i think i tried <laughs> to do it as eloquently and seriously About themes and (laughs) such as I could. That movie rules. I love
1: that movie. I I legitimately love it. Yeah, I fully agree. You know, but so if there was Kong,
0: yeah, mm yeah,
1: you would like it. I would, yeah. But it wouldn't be better,
0: no. No, so that's fair. So this film was
2: a big success. So they decided (laughs) ten years later, when this film had probably left like pop culture consciousness.
1: Oh, I think Post it was Star Wars? On. Yeah. People weren't thinking of this one.
2: They decided to make a sequel. By
1: they, you mean John Gillerman and Dino?
2: Well, I'm sure Dino just hired Gillerman. I can't imagine Gillerman.
1: Got I, I in Gillerman soul.
2: I like at the time I think before this he did that Sheena movie with Tanya Roberts that bombed. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like another one of those PG movies where Tanya
0: Roberts is just like naked through the whole film quick side note real quick um i remember i think when i was a middle schooler my mom bought me a vhs movie from a dollar general store love that and maybe you guys can help me with the title it was something bounty bounty was in the, the title mutiny on the bounty maybe but it was a mel gibson and anthony hopkins yeah, still. Mutiny yeah. On the bounty. Mutiny on the bounty. all right mm-hmm.
2: thank you yeah it's from like the early 80s and right? they remade it there was like
0: a lot of boobs in that movie it was a pg film
1: did your mom know about no it? did she watch it with no she's just like you need to have this yeah
0: she just bought it for me which how was old are you i was like seventh, probably seventh or eighth grade i'm guessing she just Perfect she didn't talent. know it was there was boobs in it there were wow so yeah you know anyway yeah. so, so they, you were a, fan of a it. yeah obviously they go to an island for, that's right mm-hmm. yeah some escapades I, I can't tell you if the movie's good or not, but I remember there being boobs did, in it.
1: Okay, so embarrassing question yep. for a young known yep. But at any point, did you put that in and just fast forward to boobs? I'm sure. And I then did. rewind and watch. the I'm boobs? sure it happened. Okay, that was a tape <laughs> that once you got to the nudity, it, it cut out because it had been rewound. <laughs>
0: pause. Slow <times>. <laughs> <rewound>, mo. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: It's not about a young boy's shame. It's just and it's perfectly natural. It's not even
2: shameful.
0: Me on the bounty. Good call. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: they good there was a famous one her... from I think the 40s with Charles Lawton. That's right.
1: That'd be a good name for a
2: penis. <laughs> Rebelling against you? Yeah. I mean, I guess as a teenager, it's just like classroom boners. That's
1: what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't know, but I've heard.
2: Mm-hmm. 1986, King Kong Lives, a movie that is interesting, baffling. Why did they make it? Whose idea was this? How does it it's exist? It's a bad idea and it does not deserve an episode to its own so we are going to cover it
0: shortly in about i would say 10 to 15 minutes i think even 5 minutes would be so good okay uh, i'm down with that does it even deserve a letterbox uh no, actually
1: i'm interested in what the letterbox okay. says I,
0: I am too bear with me for one second i, I
1: cannot imagine it has a long drive. i
2: imagine uh, this movie is probably very difficult to find but i think it's astronomically priced on amazon now mm-hmm. You, you might be able to find it on YouTube or um, internetarchive.org.
1: Yes. You, the last I checked, yes, you can find it on YouTube. Depending on what country you're in, I should say.
0: Okay. There um, we go. Go for it. America's biggest hero is back. And he is not happy. All in caps. After falling from the Twin Towers, Kong lies in a coma for ten years. When his heart begins to fail, Cyphus <laughs> engineer an artificial heart and a giant female ape is captured to serve as a source for a blood transfusion when kong awakens following his heart transplant he senses the nearby presence of the female ape and the two escape to rick uh, wreck havoc together
1: i'm shocked that that was that good
0: that that really got to the point i mean yeah
1: i mean it's com- it's there's no chuffa in that. It just tells you exactly yeah. what you need to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So this movie was a massive bomb. Oh,
1: we should also say starring Linda Hamilton. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And Brian Kerwin of uh, television Wait. soap opera
0: fame. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a movie, you know? Uh,
1: Nolan, so Stacy and I had seen this before. You yeah. had not. This was yeah, the first time i watched for viewing. you. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: Fresh viewing. We just watched this before we started this pod.
1: And I know that I had told you that I thought you were going to love it maybe even more than 76, just because there's some good faces. Do you feel that it lived up to the things that you were told?
0: So so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was entertained. Mm -hmm. I can't deny that. Yeah. Uh, It's a poor movie. Oh, it's bad. It's very bad. But um, I was uh, entertained throughout, I will say, because it's, it's really about a male ape like
1: peacocking just, to get a
0: lady just needing it you know like yeah he he can he can smell her i mean
1: they say that they
0: even say they
1: it they say he, mm-hmm. he can smell and like, hear her so from a mile away
0: really he just wants to get it on i think i mentioned this while we were watching and it's like you know, this dude has not had sex in 10 years and but, that's at least
1: yeah we think probably it's, it's longer,
0: longer right so i mean he just wants to get it get it on you know
1: and you have to think in the you know original film it's like he obviously nothing happens with right. him and juan mm-hmm. so it's like he's already sexually frustrated he's like it's bad he's
0: aroused down there and there's mm-hmm. nothing he can do about it yeah. you know so then, then he is a bad go
1: smells this female yeah and loses like it. he's
0: just turned you know mm-hmm. like i don't know but it's it's a lot and then obviously you have linda hamilton and what's his name brian kerwin <laughs> like brian <laughs> kerwin and then they they've got their thing paralleled to the you know kong and well
1: because their lady romance kong. lady kong yeah thing. their mm-hmm. romance is playing out yeah. in exact parallel They're both
0: blossoming at the same time at the same time it, it's it's a beautiful kong thing. hurts
1: his leg yep. and then mm-hmm. We've got our other guy. He hurts his arm. Yeah. So both are, of the women have to tend absolutely. to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In a very tender way. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It's
1: very sensual. They
0: they are both like comforted by the women characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and which, then comforted at, which,
1: by their bodies. Which leads to sex yeah. for
0: both. and uh,
1: at Same night. Yeah.
0: Same night. Would
1: you have preferred it if Linda Hamilton also got pregnant?
0: I would have. That would have actually... Ooh, that uh, would have been good. Well, that, yeah. That is a great... Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually, now that you mentioned that, disappointed mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Yeah. Or maybe it did, but we just, I mean, no, cause we're, not, she... we're na- we don't know about it. Yeah. We're never gonna know about it. We're just, <laughs> that was a failure on the film's part.
1: Yeah, no, I think it would have been better since everything else is paralleled in that film. Why is that
0: mm-hmm.
1: why is that not? I, good I good guess we should
2: say uh, just to give credit, the screenplay was contributed by Ronald Shusett, who wrote Alien with Dan O'Bannon, that first draft. Oh, wow. So okay yeah yeah all right well you know
1: some people go on to do things that are
2: also uh this gentleman steven pressfield is also credited as a screenwriter uh he did legend of bagger vance no and uh my
1: dad loves that film
2: <laughs> <laughs> gates of fire oh, oh, oh. okay well um i will say quickly just for a little mm-hmm. trivia um uh, this movie had a budget of $18 million, okay. which is about comparable to James Cameron's Aliens from uh-huh. the same year.
1: Yeah. I, you one movie
2: s- looks great, one does not. No,
1: you can see the budget.
0: You can Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean... Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And uh, this movie made less than $5 million in its American theatrical run. Wow.
0: So, okay, real quick. Uh, this came out 10 years later. What was... What do you think... What was going through heads here? What was going on... What? What? Why do they think this the first movie made a choice. lot of money, okay. and I, I bet
2: that they thought that if we do it again, maybe we'll make money. I mean, Jaws was still pumping out sequels at this point.
1: Yeah, I will let you know. Dino had said something uh, about wanting to do a sequel to this not too long after the first one came out, yeah. in which Kong was still alive and they gave him a heart transplant. So. Dino kind of already okay. had the idea, oddly enough, and by god he did it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he did. You know, he he, he was
1: like it's a new we're moving on to a new decade, we need to Yeah. we need to bring back
0: kong. Absolutely. Uh I think you mentioned this early in the episode, but uh the the uh makeup and effects work is um there's a lot to uh what's the right word uh
1: digest digest it's, uh, a lot it's, to be
0: desired um
1: yeah so okay could you just really briefly because we don't need to stay on this too long do, could you describe what lady kong looks like <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: it's it's one of the uh ugliest faces i've it's, personally ever seen and it
1: gets uglier um,
0: she also has breasts
1: big breasts um
0: she,
1: big flat breasts though Big flat They're,
0: breasts um her she has like A reddish... Mane. Mane. And... I don't know how to explain it. She... She... It's it's very unkind. It's unflattering. It's, uh... They made her ugly. I don't know if I've seen an uglier creature in life.
1: The red was an odd choice. That red fur, Mm -hmm. it looks really bad. The face... Like, the sculpt in the face is bad. They don't look... They don't look like anything. And it's weird. They, like... Their faces kind of transform Because on hers progressively it gets worse. It does.
0: Yeah, as the film goes. I don't know
1: if if something happens to the original headpiece. Yeah,
0: like, when you see her in the first shot of the film, like, she doesn't look great, but you're like...
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, as, like, as the movie goes, like, just progressively, it just gets shittier and shittier. It's weird. And it's, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just...
1: Kong kind of always looks the same. He doesn't start to look Mm -hmm. super rough. Yeah. It doesn't look as good as 76, but...
2: Mm -hmm. Not as good. They look considerably worse than anything in 76. Oh, yeah. Both
1: of them do. Like,
2: I can't believe they spent 18 million on this movie. Mm -hmm. This makes the very worst Godzilla film. Like, this is worse than an episode of Ultraman. Oh, yeah. I love Ultraman. Yeah. But, like, effects wise, you know, they're just reusing suits from those old movies.
1: Yeah, no. This is. Like,
2: this is terrible.
1: Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't drag out. And there's no
0: imagination suit. either. Yeah. Yeah, no. it's it's a pretty bland movie. Uh but like I said, I was somewhat entertained just from Oh yeah. Uh, just just the thought of the premise and uh, some of the characters we meet. Like we get a group of rednecks that uh capture Kong and, and do some questionable things, and we also get a quick uh Linda Hamilton flash of a breast. I'll yeah. throw that PG in.
1: There. Or PG.
0: No, yeah. it's 13. It is 13. Okay. 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 And I will also mention that we get, uh, basically, uh, it's not as good, but there's still another Kong uh, moment where at the end he gets shot up, uh, basically in the same style and, and blood. and.
1: It is really bloody. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. say that part looks decent. He has a
0: son. He, yeah. And, and, and he doesn't- How did you feel
1: about the weird birthing <laughs> You were upset you didn't get to see- Yeah. Them yep. copulate, but mm-hmm. also there is like whenever she lays down, there is like a hole. Yeah, did you mm. see that?
2: Nah, no, I did. Yeah,
1: okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like yep. it doesn't show anything beyond that, but right. it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is this
0: yep. son of Kong again?
1: How do you feel? We about never got it, Kong, baby <laughs> Kong.
0: <laughs> he looked really bad as well. He reminded me a little bit of like maybe I'm off base here, but. A little bit like one of the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz oh. mixed with, uh, is it Eddie Munster? hmm Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. That's, that's who I can compare his look to. That's funny.
1: But it's accurate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to say something, but I don't want to spoil a film for Nolan.
1: Don't, then I wouldn't.
2: Okay, okay, okay.
1: You can just allude to it like what you did with him. Whenever we were watching, you said that this is very similar.
2: Yeah, the ending for this film... And I think there's like some scripting that is, identical almost verbatim. Yeah, that takes from a very famous movie. Yeah, from the sixties. Yeah, I would just it's ending.
1: It. Yeah, I would just leave it at that. Because people that know will know. People that don't know, when are you know Nolan. what you know.
2: And it's hilarious just thinking about like
1: the oh, oh, you
2: you took
0: that movie's ending. That's kind of all right. Bullard. Weird. It's bold. Strange. Yeah. A bold choice for a bold film.
1: Do we have anything else that we want to discuss on these films? Because I do have a Mary Fuck Kill for this.
0: I am personally good.
1: Okay.
2: King Kong Lives, I think, is one of the worst sequels to a movie ever made. I, kind I... love it, though.
1: It's so weird.
2: It's, I used to watch so it a
0: lot when I was a kid. Yeah,
1: I did too. It's a but I also had like a mild obsession with Linda Hamilton
0: and still It do. is a very odd movie. I, if you're <laughs> like, if you have nothing better to do like a Sunday afternoon, it's or worth something, it. And if you watch it,
1: if you own the Blu-ray for seventy six King Kong and you've never seen this, you might as well just throw it on
0: after.
2: Again, out. I think it, you it can is,
1: find it on YouTube.
2: It is like Jaws the Revenge levels oh. of ineptitude. N-
1: how dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm not getting into this. We will cover Jaw's the Revenge on this show. That'll probably be a, a Chris- full episode? A full episode. It'll probably be a Christmas episode. Nice. Yeah.
0: It's not good Nolan.
1: I, I say that. Is it. that the fourth one? Yeah. How?
0: I fully remember the opening as a Cuz
1: it's awesome. The, <laughs> the opening's we, good. We won't even We'll talk about it later. <laughs> opening's awesome. The carolers and Oh, it's so never mind. Anyways, Alright, so do you have anything else about these films? Not about the masterpiece that is jaws are in.
0: No. Stacy <laughs> looks in frustration and disbelief.
1: Do you think that he ever just, like, thinks about his life and, like, how often he has to interact with us and is just annoyed? Like these, efforts. <laughs> Alright, I have to ask. Lady Kong, Kong from King Kong Lives,
2: mm-hmm. or has it got to be Kong from King Kong Lives? Why can't it just be OG Kong?
1: Nope, you get that, or you get Charles Gruden.
2: Okay. I'm going to...
1: From the movie, obviously, not Charles himself. I just mean right. the character.
2: Right, yeah, so...
1: Oil Tycoon.
2: Is this separate from the universe, or do the things in this film happen...
1: Explain what you mean.
2: Well, because Charles Grun's dead at the end of Kong. You've
1: never once asked me about any of this.
2: It's important.
1: No, he's alive. It's his character. Okay. I feel like, Nolan, you should answer okay. this. Because I'm this upset with easily. that Are the statement. Kongs
0: the size of Kongs? Yes. I'm I'm killing Lady Kong because she's <laughs> ugly as hell. Yeah. Okay. I'm... Effing Charles Grodin's character, and I'm marrying Kong. He's a protector. You guys know everyone on this show knows. I love a good protector. Um, I love uh, someone that cares about me. Who's yeah. passionate. He's gonna. hell, he'll die for he, me if he has to.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing you know. is like he tried to do so much for Lady Kong, and she just didn't give a shit for a while. That's true. Like he was yeah. giving her trees. He was giving yeah. her
0: moss. Lady Kong, like if if I was to get with her, and if if I something happens to me. I get captured for some reason. She doesn't care. I get killed. She's going to just be laying... She's just going to be in her pen, just sobbing. She's just going to be... <laughs> she's not well, going to try to do you know? anything
1: for yeah. revenge. Nothing. Or vengeance. Yeah.
0: I don't like that. I don't accept that. She's done. Okay. I, I agree with you,
2: Nolan. I would marry Kong because we would have adventures. It would be like that... Uh, the cartoon from the 60s, oh, the King yeah. Kong, uh-huh. I'd be like his little uh, young boy, mm-hmm. and we would just go on adventures, and that would be fun. I'm going to fuck Lady Kong, because mm-hmm. I, I could probably just just crawl up under her I... chest and just get lost in there. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm gonna kill Charles Grodin, because mm-hmm. he is evil. He's mm-hmm. an oil tycoon, who is trying to destroy the natural world mm-hmm. just for personal gain? I I can't have that. Okay. So me me and my husband Kong are gonna go step on that guy okay. and take
0: down the world one step at a time. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? I at first I thought you had it, Nolan. But here's the thing: I actually think I think that I would. This is gonna sound weird, but I think I would marry Lady Kong. So I could hang out with Baby Kong.
2: Okay. So that would be cool. Because at the
1: end, like, they're on that island and it's really nice. And she's just got her berries and he's cute. and I think that I would be completely, I mean, if I could bring a trunk of books with me and I was just isolated on an island, that's actually a good gig for me. Mm -hmm. I kind of love that. Sure. So I'm going to marry Lady Kong after, you know, the babies happened and we're on the... Mm -hmm. You know the reserve that they made for them. Nice
0: quiet life together. Yeah,
1: I love that. It was beautiful, mm. picturesque. She's gonna protect me. He's gonna protect me. Okay,
0: that's
1: true. I love that. So mm-hmm. I am going to. I'm gonna kill Kong. The fact he'll turn. He he... Uh, uh. he looks messed up in this. Mm. And the idea of them. Here, here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. Here's my angle. I'm not just like shooting him up. What I'm doing is, whenever he's in the coma for 10 years, and freaking Linda Hamilton is over here constructing a giant heart, and she's like, we need blood, we need to figure this out, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go and just shut the machine off. I'm gonna be like, listen, buddy, you died at the towers, like, this ends, this is gross. You shouldn't even be alive right now. Yeah. I mean, technically, if I do that before he copulates, then I don't get to hang out with Kong, or baby Kong, Mm. so... I might have to rethink this. That is true. But I could still, like, at some point, like, the machine she has shuts down his heart, like, if she doesn't reset it. Mm -hmm. So I think I would maybe set that sequence to go faster. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to help him because it's just a messy end anyways. It always is for Mm -hmm. Kong, and Mm -hmm. I don't like that. So I would try to help him go peacefully. Mm -hmm. So
2: you're just all about that gorilla euthanasia. Kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not like, I'm not being vindictive. I think it's gross that... So many so many times with King Kong is they're trying to spend all this money to get him somewhere and it doesn't work out and they're like, mm, let's we'll kill him. Let's kill him in a really mean aggressive way. Not me. And then yeah, I would F Groden, but I I mean I think Charles Groden's actually very handsome. The character is a shit. Sometimes, you worked
2: yourself into yeah. a weird situation.
1: What do you mean?
0: Just you know.
1: I'm just telling you, this is how I feel. I actually think, like, as far as I think, it's the most humane thing to help Kong go peacefully. That's just why I'm. I'm just She's trying saying.
0: to do a positive thing. Yeah,
1: I don't like the way he goes in any of these. It's really gross. I mean, and it is Well, awesome. next
2: time you get a sinus infection, watch out.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna put I you mean, down.
0: Peacefully. I kind of wanted to be put down. If I'm being it
1: like... was bad. I don't think anyone under when you say sinus infection, I think people just think you had the sniffles.
0: You well, were a sewer of a human. He couldn't talk. Couldn't talk. Really couldn't breathe very well for like a month.
1: Nope. It was bad. Was it the lack of sleep that,
0: mm, that was is not
1: being able to breathe and sleep? Mm-hmm. That really was awful. Messing.
0: And like every time I tried to eat, like <sighs> it was like that, trying to eat. And so, so it's eating, like you couldn't breathe, you couldn't fun. taste. I couldn't taste nothing. I yeah. could you know. It's, eating was very laborious. Yeah
2: laborious, laborious.
0: That, that's the word i was going for <laughs> laborious what a what a word only constructed by myself <laughs> beautiful mind yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah but we're back and we'll probably have episodes back to back for a bit to try to catch up
0: hope so all right so this has been a good episode uh thanks everybody for listening uh you can find us on itunes on soundcloud on spotify Anywhere you get your podcasts, find us at Cinema Parlor. You can find us on social media at Cinema Parlor, including Twitter, Instagram. You can find me personally at Chuck Madden Jr. on Letterboxd. That's Club on Letterboxd.
1: Plastic Werewolf on all social media.
0: And give us some uh, give us some shout-outs. Give us some ratings and reviews on
1: which I didn't check those this
0: week, I but didn't either. So but if someone we'll, left us a review, I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah, we'll remember. get it next time. This is just us breaking back in. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, uh, give us some reviews, um, good or bad. We'll read them as long as they're not offensive to anybody. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. in general. So when that's offensive to you, well, he'll still read. I it would read that as him. long as it's not like using a derogatory word or color. like what if it's like Nolan, you fuck. I'd read that.
1: Yeah. You say that to him a lot in mm-hmm. life. That's true. He's used to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right. You feel like you've conditioned Nolan to accept bad things but in his life?
0: That's probably 100% accurate.
1: And now he manifests.
0: Somebody should have.
1: <laughs> he manifested the sinus infection.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. I love you. <laughs> it's not my fault. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys uh, with that being said. Peace. Good night. Good luck. There's no fucking in that scenario. In mine, there was about to be. <laughs> and when he inserted, he killed her. He couldn't insert. That's why he killed her. It started going in, and it split her. She's done. I feel like you've watched too even. much hentai. Yeah, that's
2: something like anime nonsense. That <laughs> It couldn't even.
0: Look, we can go movies, you know, they're not real life anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, you gotta roll with it. Make shit
2: weird. I'm sure there's, like, some porno versions for you to watch. I didn't say I wanted porn.
1: Do you think that there... Is there King Kong porn?
2: Oh, certainly. There's porn for everything. Huh. I'm glad that your shame was captured. I'm
0: not ashamed of anything I just said.
2: I know you're not.